Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. And in this week's episode, I'll be talking about something I share a lot in both my in-person studio classes and in my online programs. And that's the importance of creating a story for your fragrances. So here's what we're going to cover. What a scent story is and why it's important, especially when you're first starting out. Do you always need to have a story for your scent? What about if you are just creating a fragrance for a skincare product, for example? And finally, how to create a story for your scent project and get my help in turning your story into a finished fragrance. So first, I want to share the biggest mistake that people make when they're creating perfumes. And before I tell you the answer, let's just back up a bit as this is going to save you a ton of time and money and frustration. So here's the process that most people go through when getting started with perfumery. So they think of a vague idea of what they want their fragrance to smell like. They gather all of the materials they like the smell of and then just start adding materials to a beaker and hope for the best. So keeping adding a little bit of this and a bit of that until it vaguely smells okay, or they give up and throw it out. Does that sound like you? Um, Maybe you feel despondent and like you're never going to make a perfume that works. And occasionally, maybe you hit on a happy accident and make something that you like by pure fluke. And then you start the process again for your next trial. So have you guessed the mistake yet? Yeah, you missed out the story. And I know that people just want to get stuck in and start making, but spending a bit of time planning and creating a great story will shift your scent from a muddle to something magical. And not only that, if you're selling your fragrances, it's going to help your prospective customers engage with the scent and get a feel for what it will smell like even before they buy and even if you're selling online. So in the fragrance industry, the planning process happens a little bit like this. So firstly, the client creates the marketing idea for their scent. So they design the mood boards, the color scheme, the packaging, the ad campaign, and they decide obviously on their target customer. So only then does the juice get designed. So the scent bit that goes into the bottle only gets designed after that brief. All of that's done and that brief is passed on to a fragrance house. And many people I see in my courses and workshops miss those first parts altogether and just start with the materials. Now, this materials first method often means that they get into a muddle down the line as there's no clear direction for the creation process. Now, it's not wrong to work that way and you can choose to work that way if you want. But if you get stuck, just consider the method that I'm going to share here instead. No matter where you are on your perfumery journey, this method will give you a process to follow for every project you do from now on. When you finally come to selecting your materials, creating accords and expanding and developing them out into full blown fragrances, it's so important to have a plan. And as I said before, in the fragrance industry, it would be called creating a brief So what is the purpose of the fragrance? Who is it for? How much should it cost? All of those things come into it. But what people sometimes miss is the story, even the big brands sometimes. You're creating a story without words when you're creating a fragrance. It's a piece of art that evaporates into the air, something abstract and without physical form. So what do you want to feel when smelling the fragrance? What images do you want to conjure up? What makes a fragrance great rather than simply a nice smell is the story behind it. 
In my classes, I always tell people to create based on a story or a theme. And often people still pull together a bunch of materials that they like the smell of and they try and shoehorn them into a perfume with have it, without having a clear idea of what they want the end result to smell like. And this is always the surest route to failure. There's no point in trying to make a fragrance if you don't know what you want it to smell like. It's kind of like trying to paint a picture by gathering together all of the paints you want to use and saying, well, I want to have some blue in there, some green, maybe a bit of red and maybe a bit of yellow. But I'm not really sure what I want the picture to look like. I know this sounds so basic, but so many people don't do it. The other thing I see is people creating a fragrance theme that is not strong or clear. Now, I especially see this with people who are creating therapeutic fragrances or skincare product fragrances. So it's something a little bit like this. Oh, I want it to smell uplifting, exotic, enlivening. Maybe they want it to smell relaxing, soft, pretty, fresh, sweet. What does that really mean? And does it mean the same to everyone or just you? You need to get really specific and spend a bit of time on this before you start creating your fragrance. Now, if you are creating what we would call a fine fragrance, so that is a perfume to be sprayed onto the skin or into the air, something that's a perfume for perfume's sake, you're creating a fantasy, a story to take that person who smells it on a journey. Planning that out will help you to choose the materials, not the other way around. If you're creating a fragrance for a therapeutic product or a skincare product, then the fragrance should support the claims of the product and add to the perception of it by the customer. It doesn't always need to be a full-blown story, but you still need to decide what you want the customer to feel or believe about the product by smelling it. If the fragrance is out of alignment with what they expect from the product, then that is going to have a negative impact. So the most important thing before you begin composing a fragrance is to establish your aim. What do you want it to smell like? What do you want the wearer to feel when they smell it? Is it intended to be a realistic representation or is it supposed to be kind of like an impressionist piece, an artistic piece? What is the end product going to be? Is it a fine fragrance? Is it a room spray? Is it a skincare product or a body product? Is it a candle or a reed diffuser? All of these things need to be taken into consideration when you create your plan. And I really do want you to keep in mind from the outset what the theme of that fragrance is going to be. There are a few tools that we can use to do this, which I will cover in a bit more detail in a moment. I see time and time again, students creating fragrances inspired by raw materials and they'll pick a selection of those materials that have nothing in common and that they don't necessarily fit together. So there are so many different ways to create a stent. There are a few tools that we can use to do this, which I will cover in a bit more detail in a moment. But I see time and time again, students creating fragrances inspired by raw materials and they'll just pick a selection of those materials that they like the smell of, but have nothing in common and don't necessarily fit together. And this always makes the process a lot harder, especially for beginners. 
Now, there are so many different ways to create a scent story, but one of the brands I discovered recently on TikTok actually does it really well. Now, I don't know the brand owners at all. And as I said, I just discovered them online. But the brand story, the story for their first fragrance collection and the story of each of their fragrances really captured me enough to go and order a discovery set. So I will put their website and their Instagram in the show notes. But what I want you to do is go check them out on Instagram if you want to see what I mean, as they have created a guidebook for each of their fragrances that illustrates the concept of a scent story perfectly. The guidebooks include a persona for each of the fragrances, including things like their fashion style, the bands they would listen to, and the movies, etc., And you'll have to scroll back a bit on their Instagram because I think they posted them a while ago. But definitely go look at those guidebooks as it really does illustrate the point. So they are a fairly uh, small, new indie brand, I think. And they are called Thin Wild Mercury, which is named after a Bob Dylan quote. And they are based in Los Angeles, which is the theme for their first collection. Now, I think they are launching their second collection soon, which is based on New York. So I'm quite excited to see what they come up with for that. But I'm just going to read out a couple of the scent descriptions that are on their website for a couple of their perfumes so that you understand what I mean when I say scent story. So the first fragrance is called Laurel Canyon 1966. And the description goes like this. Bedroom window open. Sounds of a record playing in the distance floats through the trees, swirling with the sound of an acoustic guitar strumming in the next room. The smell of your lover lingers on your pillow while their voice carries from the kitchen, mixing with the laughter of friends who crashed last night. The faint smell of a freshly lit joint creeps under your door, dancing with the patchouli on your silk scarves. A breeze blows in the dry, woody canyon air, drenching your room with golden sunlight. So this is really evocative and really kind of sums up what it must have been like to be in Laurel Canyon in 1966 at that kind of height of the sort of hippie movement. So the next fragrance is a bit different and it's called Whiskey 1969. So the description goes like this an ode to iconic rock club on Sunset Strip. So there was a a rock club there. I think it's still there actually called The Whiskey um, on Sunset Strip in LA. So an ode to iconic rock club on Sunset Strip, dark, electric, and a little bit drunk. A groupie nuzzles into an intoxicated rock god backstage. They swig spicy, warm bourbon from the bottle together and her girlish scent swirls about the sweaty room. The red stage lights burn hot, lighting up the beautiful faces in the smoky crowd. The bass thumps from the stage, rattling the old sticky wooden bar. So you get the idea. There are, there are a couple of other fragrances as well. I think one, called, one is called Zuma and, about, um, and I think that is based on the name of a beach. And also one called Chateau, which is, I'm assuming, based on Chateau Marmont. So you get the idea. These are so, so powerful because when you are reading these descriptions or listening to them, you literally become these characters as you read them. And if you resonate with any of the descriptions or any of the characters, you're going to be pretty much sold on the scent before you even smell it. And obviously it goes without saying that in order to create a successful scent, 
it must align with the story. And that is something that this brand's fragrances do really well. So go check them out. Okay, so you've got your scent story. And the next step is to turn that story into a full-blown plan. Now, one of my favorite ways to do this is to create both a mood board and a mind map. Now, I'm more wordy than visual, but I definitely think both are good options and they really do work in harmony with each other. And I honestly think mind maps are such a powerful tool that can really revolutionize your perfume creation process or any creative process for that matter. Mind mapping or scent mapping in this case is a really dynamic and versatile technique that can really guide you in formulating your fragrance with precision without stifling your creativity. So a mind map for those of you who have never used one before is like a visual brainstorming session. It allows you to explore ideas and connections in a kind of non-linear way, making it an ideal tool for creative processes like perfumery. But I use mind maps to create my books and, you know, lots of people use mind maps for all kinds of other creative processes as well. Even mapping out something like a podcast episode, you know, you can use a mind map. So by using a mind map, you're going to be able to organize your thoughts. You'll be able to identify any key elements and ultimately craft a fragrance formula that really resonates with your intended story. So let's break down how you can effectively use mind maps in your fragrance creation process. So first off, you're going to start by placing your central concept, which is your fragrance story at the center of your mind map. Now, this is a little bit difficult to explain on a podcast. I would normally map this out on a, a diagram. And I do actually have a course on this called the Scent Design Challenge. And if you are listening to this at the time of launch, I will be running that five, a five-day workshop on this process online running from the 9th to the 13th of October 2023. So I will, I'll put that in the show notes anyway. And I'm sure if you're listening to it after the event, there will be a recording or you can always check out the Scent Design Challenge if you want a, a bit more in-depth on this kind of technique. So we're going to place our fragrance story at the center of our mind maps. Now, this could be anything from a specific theme. It could be an emotion or an experience that you want your fragrance to embody. So for example, if your scent story revolves around a lush garden in full bloom, this central concept will guide your fragrance formulation towards capturing the essence of the blooming flowers, the fresh foliage, and maybe the earthy richness of the soil. So you're going to put that right at the center. And from your central topic, you'll branch out with subtopics that relate to different aspects of your story. Now, these subtopics could encompass elements like specific scents, emotions, or experiences or feelings even that you want to evoke. And continuing with the garden theme, you might have branches for, say, floral notes, green accords, earthy undertones. And each of these subtopics provides a clear direction for selecting your materials that align with your fragrance story. As you expand each subtopic, delve deeper into the specific notes, the materials, the scent descriptors and accords that you envisage using. Consider their individual characteristics, their interactions and their potential synergies with each other. This level of detail ensures that every single component of your fragrance 
contributes harmoniously to the overall narrative of the story. So for instance, under floral notes branch, you might further explore options like rose, jasmine, lily of the valley, and consider their scent profiles, blending potential and all of the emotions that they might evoke. So you can go into as much detail as you want with this process. And one of the strengths of a mind map is its ability to reveal any connections and harmonies between different elements. And you can visually see how the various notes and accords might complement each other. And this allows you to create a balanced and cohesive fragrance formula. So for example, you might notice that maybe the freshness of citrus notes harmonizes with some warmth of amber notes, creating a sort of a dynamic contrast that enhances your story. You can also see where some aspects might be repeated so that you can consolidate. And you you will also be able to see parts where you might want to eliminate certain aspects that just don't really work with the overall theme. So remember, a mind map is a living document that can evolve and adapt as your creative process unfolds. It's not static. It allows you to experiment and create different iterations, and it really enables you to refine your fragrance formula until it perfectly captures your intended story. And don't be afraid to revisit your mind map as you work on your perfume too. It's a really flexible tool that should empower you to make informed decisions at every single stage of the formulation process. And by integrating this mind mapping process into your perfumery, you're going to find that your creations are guided by a clear and organized framework. And this not only streamlines the formulation process, but it also allows your fragrance to authentically tell that original story that you envisioned. So now you have your mind map. Let's explore another visual tool that complements it in your perfume making process. And that's a mood board. Now, a mood board is also a dynamic tool and it's a collage of images, of colors, of textures. You can also use words obviously on there that represent your fragrance concept. And this is really going to be a invaluable companion to your mind map and provides a sort of a tangible and evocative reference for your creative process too. So let's dive dive into how you can effectively use this mood board to support your mind map and enhance your scent story. So As I said before, a mood board is really a visual representation of your fragrance concept, and it really allows you to encapsulate the mood, the atmosphere and any emotions that you want your fragrance to evoke. And while a mind map outlines the conceptual framework, a mood board really, really brings it to life with vivid imagery. So you can use tools like Pinterest or Canva to create these. And, you know, any anything that you, even you could go old school and rip pictures out of magazines. But nowadays there are loads and loads of online tools that can do this. Pinterest is something that we might be used to using for scrapbooking. I quite like Canva because you can search photographs as well. And I've used that a lot when I create mood boards for all sorts of things from fragrances to classes. So, for example, OK, let's go back to our example Um, If your fragrance story revolves around this, say, tranquil garden setting, maybe it's at dawn, your mood board might feature images of dew-kissed petals, soft pastel hues, and maybe a serene natural 
landscape. Now, this is going to completely vary to if your garden was in the winter, maybe, and it was snow covered or in the autumn when there were leaves falling. So really, this mood board is to kind of like hone in your concept, really. And these visuals will serve as a touchstone throughout your creation process and ensure that your fragrance always aligns with your intended story and stays on track as you develop it. So mood boards stimulate creativity by providing a kind of a visual playground, if you like, for your ideas. And they allow you to explore different aesthetics, different color palettes, different textures that might resonate with your fragrance concept. And this creative exploration in itself, actually, the create, you know, the, the, process of creating a mood board can often lead to unexpected inspiration and different unique combinations in your fragrance formula that you might not have otherwise thought of. As you pull together images, consider not only the literal representations, but also the emotions and sensations they evoke too. So this multi-dimensional approach adds depth and nuance to your fragrance story. So for instance, if your mood board features images of a bustling spice market, it might inspire the inclusion of warm, exotic spice notes in your fragrance, creating a sensory journey for the wearer. And in another example, an image of a cozy fireside scene might inspire the inclusion of warm or woody notes that invoke feelings of comfort and familiarity. So you get the picture. By integrating mood boards into your perfumery process, you're adding this dynamic visual element that really does amplify your creative vision. And it's going to help you transform your fragrance concept into a tangible sensory experience and also provide guidance for things like web graphics, packaging and any printed media or any social media posts too. So I hope that was helpful. And if you want my help to turn your scent story into a fragrance, then as I mentioned before, I am running an online workshop starting on the 9th of October, 2023. So if you're listening to that today, it starts today. Um, so come join us and I will put a link in the show notes. And if you are listening to this at a later time and you miss the live session, then you can go ahead and grab an online version of this called the Scent Design Challenge. Again, I will link that to the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.